Right. Um, I, uh, I'm quite liking the little round table format that I'm doing at the moment. Smaller groups, summer is here, people are off out doing whatever they do on lovely hot evenings like this, maybe visiting the beach or whatever. But I thought topic of conversation today was longevity, was talking about, you know, five years, 10 years, when we start thinking about health, fitness, the habits and the behaviours, how do we get to expand them into longer term thinking and the big big question i'm going to be asking about today and to give all of you a little chance to answer is um why you do what you do as in the reasons so we're going to categorize that so i'm going to start us off um funnily enough ellie and i have just been having a similar conversation so ellie i will get you to go next um, and then everyone can add their own little thoughts. I'd be interested to see if anyone has got separate thoughts to myself. But why do I still train regularly every single week and have done since I was about 14 years old? Um, and when I say train, I do mean exercise. So training for me changes. I have the things that I enjoy and I go through phases. So I went through a gym phase at the beginning of the year and almost, almost started getting myself back to the point of wearing stringer vests to the gym, being that guy again. Um, I've been there and it was, yeah, working at Snap Fitness, hadn't been in a gym for a while. Uh, I'm, there, I'm there kind of, you know, a couple of days a week, make sure I train while I was there. Lauren was dieting hard, so naturally I was getting a bit leaner, and I'm sort of looking in the mirror going, oh, hang on, um, getting, getting compliments on that kind of thing. I went through that phase. Right now I'm back into like a triathlon phase, um, running, swimming, cycling. Full stop for me, exercise comes down to it makes me feel good. If I am, um, if I can't be asked, if I'm feeling low, if I am tired, I will just adapt my exercise because I know it will make me feel better. I don't exercise from a body composition standpoint. I uh, don't exercise. Sometimes I go through phases of having performance-based goals, but generally I just exercise because it makes me feel good and it's just a part of who I am. It's I am a fitness person. So that's my, it keeps me doing it and I will still be doing it in 10, 20, 30, 40 years time. Um, in fact, I love the idea of being one of those like 70 year old men running rings around 20 year olds. That's going to happen one day. Absolutely. My grandpa was still playing tennis until he was 77. I, you know, I love, I love seeing the old guys on the golf course 75 years old walking around a golf course swinging a golf club i'm definitely going to be one of those ellie you're up next what with exercise what keeps you doing what you're doing and how can you see it turning into long term but first actually let me just ask you how long has it been now that you've been consistently exercising because i know you weren't before we started uh quick bit of maths <laughs> 10 months 10 months Ten, yeah almost 11 okay um my biggest why what why i do it and why i'll continue doing it is my health 
definitely. Okay. Um, I had quite a big health scare last year um, and it really just kicked me up the butt. And by exercising, exercising holds me accountable with my food as well, because when I exercise, I feel good. And then that makes me not want to binge on food and things like that, which was my biggest issue with food back then. Um, so, so yeah, that's my Cool. Cool. Karen? Karen has been exercising for a very long time, by the way, as well, in various formats. That's because I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, I think for me, it was finding something that, not replaced, but obviously I, I've danced for years. I've danced since I was three years old. Um, and I still dance, but it's a more static version. As a teacher, you don't dance as much. So I needed something that was sort of replacing the amount of exercise I used to do. But then I went the other way and I did too much exercise and I wasn't training effectively. I wasn't making progress. And I was just getting, as you said once to me, very good at body pump. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it finding something that I'm you know I can stick at it it's I enjoy going to the gym I enjoy doing the weights I do get a bit twitchy if I can't get to the gym which I've never even though I've trained for a long long time I've never had that before okay. uh, but for me again it is about that longevity um, you know I hope in about 10 years time this will be my last summer term at a school but that opens up for me the opportunity to do more exercise but over a wider variety I can never see me yeah not exercising in some shape or form yeah but yeah over the years I've had to find things that work for me better yeah and I that's what's really important to me is listen, listening yeah to what can and can't do um but also looking for though that I don't I don't want to be just happy with what I'm doing I always want to make progress uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say that was the thing I picked out for yourself was the progress, being quite progress driven. I know that's one of the things that you've loved from the weights is the kind of seeing the numbers go up. When you said twitchy, if I don't train, what do you mean? I get very frustrated when I can look at my diary for the week and I, in my head, a bit organised in this way, but Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday are my training days. And I open my diary and I'm like, oh, can't make it that day so I like I like the fact that now with my regular three times a week that works for me and so I do get a bit frustrated I suppose when I can't exercise on those days because that works really well for me because that means it leaves some space to do a run or a yoga session or whatever I might do to complement that yeah uh, but also I do I, I, I miss it if I'm yeah. on holiday for a week and I it's you know I still exercise but it's not the same as going to the gym and lifting weights yeah I, I've missed it and again I don't think I've I've ever missed going yeah. to the gym it's always been a well I'll get back on it when I get back yeah but I, and again I goes back to uh, what Ellie was saying it 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 makes you do better food choices and things like that as well brilliant so Jess and I would count riding horses particularly as I know you do it at quite a level, 
I would count riding horses as proper exercise. So you might have a completely different reason to all of us why you keep doing what you're doing. But what makes this a longevity thing? What makes you think I will still be doing this in 10 years time? You're muted. <laughs> My bad. Um, well, for me, the whole reason I started was just kind of to boost my self-esteem. Yeah. Um, because once you have like a good self-esteem, you can set boundaries with people. You stop attracting toxic people. And that was something I had a real issue with. Because if I remember rightly so, I came to you at a really bad point in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was... Mm, it was kind of to do with fitness because I always wanted to be like stronger and actually get further in my riding but it was more the mental side for me because okay. I still don't enjoy the gym but I'll do no. it <laughs> okay so still don't enjoy the gym but I'll do it yeah why will you do it because it's like self-discipline isn't it cool yeah um and I know in the long run, I will benefit benefit it from in riding or something like that, you know. <laughs> I like that. That for you. So it, it is a slightly different reason that you can see how getting stronger in the gym can benefit. It's more than a hobby for you, isn't it? It's a profession, you know, yeah. riding. <laughs> Do you have goals and aspirations with regards to riding to take it to an even higher level? Is it a case of the higher level, the better uh, income, I guess, you get, the work placements and things like that? You get to work at higher achieving stables and stuff? Well, to be fair, I'm working for a lady who's literally at the top level. Um, yeah. She trains with an Olympian. But for, for me, it's more making myself a better rider so say later on in life if I do want to ride people's horses I can be like well these are my achievements this is what I charge and this is why you should pay for that <laughs> yeah and, so. and having having worked very closely with a, a quite a few riding people I know that there's a lot of money to be made in that <laughs> in that industry yeah. um when you're at a high high level which is fantastic yeah, yeah. Um, changing the topic to food. So I want to talk about, um, not about the idea of, uh, of dieting. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, again, think longevity, 10 years. Why do you do what you do now? Again, I'll go first. So, um, I know I can tighten up and and be stricter with my food and I know I can go the opposite way but I recognize that if I eat rubbish foods I feel rubbish if I don't eat well um I don't perform well and that's that's a big one for me not just from a standpoint of exercise from a standpoint of the energy that I bring to conversations with people when I'm coaching um personal training sessions in the gym uh, I am known as a bubbly, enthusiastic, energetic person. And I, and I value that as an identity. I like identifying myself as a bubbly, enthusiastic, energetic person. So eating foods that make me feel lethargic, I don't particularly like feeling that way. 
And to be fair, actually, that's when my inner critic will come out and say, well, you're not performing as your best. You're not being the best version of you. Um, so lots of sugary type foods, lots of foods that make me feel bloated. I like to make sure I eat pretty decently. I would say very healthily. And of course, I balance in the stuff, you know, like a few beers and a takeaway at the weekend if I want to. So that works really, really well for me. Um, Ellie, the way that you eat now, what's what's your reason? How? Why are you going to still be doing what you're doing in 10 years time? Um, because I know how I felt when I didn't have control over um, over food. I know you know, I know what it was like to be secret eating, binge eating, how it made me feel, what that did to my mental health. Um, not only obviously then what it did physically as well. Um, so I know what it's like to be there. And um, yeah, not going back to that, so. I like that one. Okay, cool. Karen? I'd probably say very similar to yourself. I think over the years I've dieted and it's been up and down, up and down all the time. Whereas this is about a lifestyle. Um, and like you say, I know, I know that I can have, if I, if I have a couple of weeks where I'm not tracking or I'm just, I know what to eat now. Yeah. Uh, and if I need to tighten it up a bit, I, I know what to do with that. And, you know, and I think that's the difference. It doesn't feel like a diet. Um, also just again reflecting on what my body needs and at my age um, you know and I can't I know that I can't get away with what I used to do many many years ago. Um, Out of interest can you think back to you know prior to us starting I know you've done a hell of a lot of different diets and a hell of a lot of you know we can call it yo-yo dieting and it was you know ups and downs and things of like that forgetting the number on the scales forgetting body composition can you think back to how that restriction and then lack of control as the opposite yeah how that kind of would end up to you feeling performing going about your business and things like that and it was that almost you know oh I've got the willpower to stick to a thousand calories you know because that's what it was then you know you, you went to a thousand calories I was grumpy more so than normal um, you know, I had no energy. There's no way I was doing my best at the you know, working out at my job or anything like that. But it was about the number on the scales. And what I found, particularly with this, is so long as I'm putting the right stuff in, yeah. And some still don't eat enough. I think I need to look at. Still, we talked about that the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think a bit of that is still that leftover kind of oh you know you can't do that you'll put the weight back on all that kind of thing and not thinking actually the way I'm exercising now needs yeah. that amount of energy but I think you know back in the day when I was doing I mean my main one that I did for a long time was Weight Watchers yeah so the point stuff but again I'd be like oh I can have a sugar-free jelly how exciting and <laughs> no points you know that was that was my life for a long long time <laughs> yeah so, God, thank God I'm past that. But yeah, yeah. yeah fighting, that's out the window now. That's and I, it's great that you mentioned that because I think that was something that I, I found interesting about our conversation the other day is to look back at specific parts of relationship with food and for you to still have that uh, back of the brain or sort of, you know, that unconscious 
low carb and mm. lower calorie and to now be in a position where you can go well do you know what if the number on the scales does go a bit higher i know exactly what to do about it definitely so let's increase the calories let's have a few more carbs let's assess what that does to energy to performance and things like that how have you been finding that over the last week have you been because have you been tracking at the moment not sort of in and out a bit yeah a bit in and out last week but i've started again tonight um and have you been going for 1800 yeah that's the plan i'm not Brilliant. quite there <laughs> but i'm not far off working on it yeah yeah, yeah. It is that, again, it's a mindset thing, isn't it? It's seeing that number and saying, but I'm supposed to be watching what I'm eating, I suppose, and and, yeah. and that number with that. But then I know I'm burning burning those that energy off. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. tend to stay easily, plus I train. So, yeah, I should be able to switch that off. Yeah. I've seen it lots of times before. Um, people thinking that my fitness pal is only it's a it's a weight loss tool. It's it's not. It's a calorie tracking app. You can increase calories. You can use calorie tracking to eat more calories. And that's when calories you can start to think about performance. You know, actually, hang on, if I eat eighteen hundred calories and I shoot for two hundred grams of carbs a day wow my energy's through the roof i'm sleeping better sex drive can be higher body temperatures higher all of these things they all change when you're have when you're not trying to like losing weight is tough for the body and if you only ever think about things actually ellie and me were talking about that a minute ago is the possibility of being in a position in your life where you actually don't need to think about you know, for Ellie, I, I know you don't mind me sharing this, Ellie. This is a, it has been a significant part of her life and, and Karen's as well, thinking about, I need to, I'm working on losing weight and hitting a level where you can go, I don't need to think about losing weight. You know, it can be so much space, so much freedom. Um, Jess, from a food standpoint, you were the opposite. We, it was eat more. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was eat more and eat more and eat more. And it was, oh, my God, I'm having to do so much food prep and I'm having to eat so much. And because, you know, it was about gaining weight and feeling stronger and power empowerment and things like that. Yeah, I, I know you're kind of past that in a sense of, um, you know, doing all the food prep and, and trying to eat more and eat more and eat more. But you're probably more in a this balances for me now. Would you agree with that? And what would you say means that you're still going to be doing this in 10 years time? Um, yeah, I, I would say now I know like what to eat, what gives me energy. I don't feel like I have a sort of energy crash during the day anymore because obviously I eat breakfast properly. I have my lunch sorted and then dinner's quite easy. Yeah. Um, but I just never realised how much energy I actually needed if I was or doing stuff all day <laughs> you've got okay. such an active job that yeah like yeah constantly trucking stuff around and throwing hay around and you know I can't go near horses as we know but I'm sure pushing some of these huge great big horses around if they don't want to do something that's probably pretty physical as well yeah um but I know I'll continue eating because I know I'll have horses for the rest of my life <laughs> 
So <laughs> you need the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it performance wise. Right. Um, as I said, I'm loving this little kind of round table thing at the moment. Has anyone got anything else to add as a, you know, this is why I'm still going to be doing this when I'm 50, 60, uh, Sorry, Karen. <laughs> here's actually, here's another one. Um, so I know that I want to be the kind of dad that I can play rugby with my kids. I can, you know, uh, me and my dad, even, even now, we still, um, we went, we, well, it'll be twice this year that we've been on a sailing and windsurfing holiday together. And my dad is 57 now, and he's still out on a windsurfer next to me. And we will still, on a windy day, and it needs to be really windy for the pair of us to sail together, we will still go and throw around a high-performance dinghy. We'll argue now over who's, like, driving it and who's crewing it. You know, there's certain things that have changed based on... Uh, physicality and things but I I love the fact that my dad is 57 still like active still doing things like that he you know trying to do handstands on the beach and stuff and I know that's something that exercise wise that will mean that I'm in the same position to do that for my children um so that that's kind of something that's quite important to me just as a separate that's another thing that means I'm still going to be doing this in 10 5 20 years time yeah. Anyone else got anything to add as a finish off there? I think I'm kind of like the same as you. Obviously, we were just talking about it. And in the near future, hopefully, um, you know, me and Alex will start a family. And yeah, I want to be like the cool, fun mum who's like right at the front with sports days, like not not worried about trying to keep up with them and things like that. So, again, that's another big reason for me. And, and Karen already is the cool, fun mum. I've no doubt. Maybe, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I know that Karen can be quite competitive. So I would imagine a primary school sports day. <laughs> I've, I've got a few medals for that. <laughs> well, I have to say, one of the things I used to do, um, one of my daughters ran quite competitively. And so I would go running with her. I couldn't keep up with her, but it was something that we did together. And if we go on holiday now, I'll go running with my son, who albeit is 20, but that's something sporty we've always done as a family, um, whether it was with their dad when we were together or with me or him separately, it's something we do. Yeah. We, we swim, we paddleboard, you know, and again, I think those things are just so important that kids see you as a role model. You know, I remember being very scared of the sea. I am still quite scared of the sea, to be honest. But they wanted to go surfing. I was on my own with them. So we all went surfing. Um, probably the most irresponsible thing I've done as a parent. Um, but it was really important to me that I was out there with them. I didn't want to be sat on the beach because if they drowned, I couldn't get to them. Um, but it's those things. I think, again, for me, I suppose, because I'm a little bit older, um, you know, I'm thinking eventually I'll have hopefully have some grandchildren and I want to be an active grandparent I want to be involved I want to be part of their lives you know in an in a active way and not just someone that they kind of wheel out to visit yeah uh, 
<laughs> I love that. Which is, I love that. <laughs> My grandparents, we went to visit, we sat in the lounge, we spoke with them, blah, 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 and we'd go. We didn't go and do things necessarily uh, with them. Yeah. And I think for me, that's, you know, that would be great if I had that kind of, that energy yeah. to do it. So, yeah. I like and, that. And be, still be very competitive. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, that's my uh, mum has only the once, as far as I remember, given a big old hint of come on, Floyd, when are you having kids? Let's hurry up this. Um, She's been quite, she's quite, she's already got two grandchildren, so it's okay. But I'm the oldest. And the comment was if you wait much longer, I'm not going to have the energy to keep up with them. So don't expect me to babysit. Right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave us all there. I kind of I really like the idea of a, a longevity talk today. I know we're at the time of year where everything might not be the biggest focus, but I think consistency should never be underestimated. And there is a compounding effect when it comes to health and fitness. There is a very much compounding effect when we start to think about five, 10, 20 years time. You know, I personally know that you know, touch wood without any major broken bones or shoulder injuries or whatever, I'm still going to be very physically active when I'm older. And that is something that I would really, really like struggle with if that were not the case. And it sounds like we're all very similar in that way. So staying active now will pay off dividends at 80 years old, you know? Um, But yes, anyway, right. Um, Seeing you tomorrow, Karen. Actually, you've already booked in. Jess, having a catch up on Thursday? Yep. Brilliant. Ellie, we've just spoken. I will, uh, of course, message you throughout the rest of the week. I shall speak to you all later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.